0: Hi there, it's uh, Pastor and Dr. Kirk Triplett here. Pastors Positive Mental Health. And uh, um, I want to just take some time to try this new uh, video podcast and and see if it's even more helpful. Again, share it with your friends. If you like the channel, please like and subscribe. I would greatly appreciate that, but I really have a desire to help pastors and churches as a whole with how the dynamics between church members and pastors work and how we can really help a church flourish if we're at least aware of it, but also being proactive about it. And so I just want to look at a few studies here, and we'll just kind of go down this journey today and see where it takes us. In 2013, uh, the Duke Clergy Health Initiative, which is part of Duke uh, Divinity School, did a study and found that 8.7% of pastors dealt with mental illness. In 2014, LifeWay Research did a study and discovered that 12% of pastors deal with mental illness, personally, that is. And then LifeWay Research again did a follow-up in 2017, And they showed that 17% of pastors dealt with mental illness. Now, what's interesting is some of this is mental illness awareness and what we would consider. Mental illness. Another thing that it is is pastors that would admit that they deal with mental illness, and some of the challenges is how we define mental illness, and as we continue to define mental illness, we continue to see that it is part of our lives. In fact, uh, studies show that people deal with negative mental health and positive mental health at the same time, where 20 years ago, the World Health Organization described uh, mental health as without any mental illness illness or negative mental uh, components. Those components of negative mental were stress, um, anxiety, depression, um, things like that. It wasn't just the wild schizophrenia or, or bipolar that some people deal with. It was just simple things of stress and anxiety and depression, which pastors deal with all the time. Now, I say it's interesting that we note that mental illness is admitted by some pastors, and it would be very interesting to do a study now, uh, at post-pandemic, and uh, what pastors... Discovered through that pandemic, we know that 46% of pastors in 2021 contemplated quitting or leaving the ministry. We saw a great deal of pastors find themselves at a loss for what to do, and it does affect us. Mentally, and so I want to focus mainly on depression and a little bit of anxiety today, because these are things that come with being a pastor, and it's something that's interesting because it is unique to the pastoral profession. Uh, pastors uh, often are insecure. Pastors often feel that they're failing other people because they're not seeing the results of their efforts. Uh, pastors have this this. Um, Drive to always be on call and always have the answers for people. Um, So it's even tough when they go on vacation to not answer the phone or to know what's going on. And this can cause uh, stages of burnout, which are definitely part that depression and anxiety play in. So, a couple of things that I want us to talk about. First, I'd like to look at what are the signs of depression. I think it's really important for us to acknowledge what the signs of depression are, um, not only for us personally, but for uh, other pastors that you might know, and even other people, if you're a pastor in your congregation, you can look for these things and kind of understand that maybe this is happening in their lives. So one of the first things that is is a big flag for depression is a loss of interest in what was once Enjoyable. So, if you have somebody who really likes to go fishing, and then you find that, man, they took a year and hardly went fishing, or or something like that, or they enjoy playing golf, or they enjoy playing cards, or hanging out with friends, and you notice that they haven't done that. Another thing that pastors need to recognize, and people also of depression, is that there's this feeling of emptiness or numbness, and we go through seasons in life where that is our default. We find ourselves becoming numb to what is going on. I know when you have certain, when I've had certain trials or tribulations, it's so overwhelming. I just find myself numb to everything, um, and so that's something that we need to be aware of. It's it's not that we can't that, that that we can't avoid it all the time, but what we do understand is that we need to be able to recognize it. Another thing is fatigue. Um, we're just tired all of the time. And again, that's because you're feeling numb. That's because you're just overwhelmed with what's going on, and and the joy of of once was is no longer there. Uh, you feel lonely at the same time because you feel isolated and that no one understands. You've seen those commercials on TV where someone's holding up uh, the happy face, but inside they're still feeling this this down. And again, that's for drug. And some drugs are necessary for chemical imbalances, so we don't want to rule that out. Even as a pastor, we need to understand these are things that are common to man, and we are in a broken world, and you're in a broken body. And so we realize that we need to be honest about how things are going. Another sign of depression is difficulty with regular sleep patterns. And what I mean is maybe you're getting too much sleep and you're sleeping too much or you just can't find yourself getting enough sleep. You're waking up fatigued. Now, I know in in the world that we live in, we don't value siesta or rest very well. And so we can find ourselves from the moment we wake up still feeling tired. I know for me, if I sit down in front of the TV, anytime after about seven or eight o'clock, I'm falling asleep. Um, and so I have to sit there and go, "Why am I depressed? Is this part of fatigue or am I just not resting well it's things for me to assess and really go okay let me let me be honest about where I am at Another thing is fluctuations in weight now this means that you're not dieting or anything, but what this means is that you lose weight because you lose interest in eating or you gain a lot of weight because that 's how we handle stress and depression. Uh, feelings of guilt or hopelessness, and I would say that this is a common one for pastors. And why do I say that? Well, I say that because we feel guilty when people don't do well in our congregations. We feel guilty when trials come. We feel guilty that that if people really knew who we were, they wouldn't listen to us. It's called imposter syndrome, which most pastors deal with. If people really knew me. Um, they would they would know a different story. and so and so we feel guilty that we hear who are we to proclaim? The word of God. We feel guilty when we know that we have let someone down or we haven't met their needs. And sometimes we even feel hopeless because we get into a season in ministry where people move away or they they quit the church and go somewhere else or they quit church altogether. And you just have these moments of, light, I like to call ministry in molasses, that just feels like you're barely going along or you're going through the motions and nothing seems to make an impact or a difference. Even though there might be excitement and growth in the ministry, you just don't feel feel it. And so you're kind of hopeless and go, what's this all for anyway? Another thing is muscle tension and pain. Now, again, this can go with difficulties with sleep patterns. It can also go with sports injuries. And so let's not just think that every time I ache, it's because I'm depressed. But again, you don't rest well when you're depressed and you often um, feel it within your body there's a book says the body keeps score and so a lot of times we can look at the at the things that the body is doing and recognize that that this is a part of that depression Brain fog is another one. Now, if you're anything like me, this happens way too often. And as you get older, it happens more and more. Um, but this is something where you just, I think it really uh, is akin to this this idea of feeling empty or numb. You're just not engaged completely with other people. And so I think it's important for us to understand that, that uh, rest can be part of it, but also assessing uh, why am I uh, not engaging? Why do I just feel foggy? Um, Is there something I need to change? And so, Lord, give me clarity. And then also, there's real severe depression is contemplating suicide. And it might not just be contemplating how am I going to kill myself. It could be something as much as, man, you know, the world would be better off without me, or I'm really not that important. People would be fine. They would carry on just fine if I wasn't here, or maybe they'd even be better if I wasn't here. And so we need to understand that. Now, part of pastors' positive mental health is knowing that things that are positive, um, working on those positive mental health, looking at the actions of church members, um, actually helps combat those negative mental health. So it helps combat uh, depression. So a couple tips that I just want to give us uh, that as we move forward to the next part of this conversation is if if, if you're feeling depressed, if, if any of those things like Said, hey, yeah, there's a handful of those things. I do kind of feel lonely. I do have a brain fog. I have been thinking maybe it's better if I'm not even here, or or I'm feeling guilty all the time. I'm tired. Uh, you know, let's look at some things that we need to know because mental illness. You need to realize is not an exception for pastors. In fact, I would suggest that if pastors were honest. I would say we deal with depression and anxiety probably more than a lot of people because of the sacred call to which we've been given. And we feel like we're failing that call all the time, to be honest with you. So number one, when it comes to depression and, and anxiety, especially, we'll look at more anxiety in a minute, but know that you're not alone. Okay, This goes that not only other pastors... Um, but there are other people in your congregation who are dealing with the same thing that you're dealing with. So know that you're not alone. When when my wife got diagnosed with cancer, the the uh, the president of our denomination in our district called me, and he had recently gone through this with his wife, and he said uh, to me three times that I remember on our in our conversation. Kirk, you're not alone. And that's important for you to know. You are not alone because feelings of loneliness and isolation uh, cloud and come in when you are feeling depressed. And so, when you know that you're not alone, know that others are battling depression as well other congregation members, other pastors. And so, it's really important that you recognize that you're not alone, that other people are in this same battle. So, don't feel like you have to battle it on your own. And then, remember, the Holy Spirit is with. With you also and then i would say it's important to find people that are trusted and that can share the burden not only within your church but even with outside other pastors maybe some maybe it means go to counseling and take some therapy that's okay that's okay to do it but be able to be honest with people that you can carry that burden together that you know that are safe and that they're secure and sometimes when you share that They can understand because they've experienced the same thing, uh, affirming that you're not alone. I think other thing that's important is to be honest with your congregation. Listen, a lot of times we prop pastors up as superheroes and that they don't deal with the normal things of life. After all, they're telling us. Uh, that we need to trust God more. They're telling us we need to believe in God's word more. They're telling us that we need to hold fast to the confession of our faith. So they must have it all together. No, share the burden with your congregation. It's okay to say, man, you know, I'm struggling this week. Uh, I've been in a season where I've just, uh, I felt tired all the time. Um, you know, sometimes you just feel numbed. So they would understand it because you might find that they will open up to you and that will help you feel less guilty and that will help you be energized because you're getting good feedback from your congregation members. Um, and the last thing, too, that for right now is to know that this season will end. You're not going to be depressed forever, and it might mean that this happens in this life, but also ultimately that God will restore and take you home and make all things new as you remove this body of flesh for a perfect body, and the imperfection is removed, the guilt and the shame, the depression is gone, and so again, that's one of those things where we have these feelings of guilt or hopelessness, and we need to recognize that ultimately this is not our eternal state. And so when we look at pastors' positive mental health, we need to be looking at those things that are helping us not feel lonely and helping us not lose interest. So are there people that want to take you fishing, if that's what you enjoy, that want to go golfing with you, if that's what you enjoy? Or, Or, you know, look for those times where people have said something specific about how they have been met through what you have said or what you have done and and, and make sure that, that, that you hold on to those things. When people give you genuine care and they truly ask, how are you? How can I help? Be honest with them and let them help you. Uh, I think that it's important for us to understand that it's okay to rest. It's okay to take a day and completely Rest. And, and so I think it's also important that, that we have those things that, that cause us um, great joy in the ministry that we would look for them. Hey, this couple has been coming more regularly now. Hey, this person um, actually contributed to Bible study in a way that they haven't before. Hey, this person is, is, is professing their faith because of this trial like they never have before. These people are showing a joy that they haven't shown before. And so I just want to encourage you in that. And then I just want to touch on anxiety for a minute. It's part of the problem with anxiety is that it's very self-focused, it, and, and, I, and I don't mean that to be something that is condemning, um, but what it is is that when we feel anxiety, it's because we are trying to take the pressure of the ministry or of life on ourselves. And we were never meant to deal with the pressures of a broken world. And that's why we find ourselves overwhelmed and anxious about the future. And, and we find that in ministry, that pastors often are anxious about the future. And they're anxious because they, they they don't know if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And because sometimes it's hard to see. And we, we find a lot of criticism in our line of profession and our vocation. And so when we find ourselves anxious and dealing with anxiety, I want to encourage you first and foremost, look to Jesus. Uh, Rejoice in the Lord always. Uh, Again, I say rejoice and that we would cast our cares upon him for he cares for us and be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And so we say, Lord, how am I thankful today? And I think specifically as pastors, we look at people in the congregation and we say, Lord, how have you how have you helped me through others? How have you shown me your love for me through others? How Show me the response, the people to the Holy Spirit that maybe I don't see because I'm not looking for it. And be thankful that God has entrusted you to deliver the goods of grace to people in need. But I also want to encourage you, share your anxieties with others. Share your anxieties with those, especially other pastors. If you're a pastor, if you're a congregation member, share your anxieties. This is why I'm anxious. And that we would turn to the Lord together. We would trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding because our own understanding will always lead to anxiousness. And so I just want to encourage you all that we have a great battle ahead of us at all times, but we're not fighting a battle alone. And so pastors have a great and high calling. It's the greatest job in the world when you're called to it. It can also be the hardest job in the world when you're dealing with death, with accidents, with broken marriages. With, with failed expectations, with wayward children, with, with bankruptcy, and, and all the things that we deal with as pastors as we try to walk alongside people in a broken world, in their broken lives that have been redeemed by grace. And so we wanna be gracious, we wanna be honest about how we're feeling, but more than anything, together we want to lift high the name of Jesus and that we would together help our churches flourish. Thanks for taking the time. Again, I ask you to subscribe, I ask you to comment. Um, if you want to reach out to me, please do that. Please share this with pastors and other church leadership especially. Um, please share it and um, see if they can benefit from it. Again, I'm available uh, to help other churches, to help church organizations, uh, to help pastors walk through difficult times. I also can do seminars and, and stuff like that, and workshops for pastors, for congregations, for church leadership. I want to be used by you. Isn't that a wonderful thing to say? So anyway, uh, let's again help to churches flourish together. So long.